This is NAI Global's podcast series. Today's topic is pitching multi-market business. I'm your moderator, Simon Hartzell, Global Director of New Offices. And today we're very fortunate to have with us a gentleman by the name of Fred Meyer from NAI Mertz. I'm gonna give a little background on Fred. Fred is the Executive Vice President and Director of Brokerage and Corporate Services at NAI Mertz. He is an accomplished and seasoned broker whose real estate career is categorized by long-term relationships with an exceptional commitment to process and client satisfaction. Fred began his career at NAI Mertz in 1985 and was named president of NAI Mertz in Pennsylvania in 1994. Fred is a leader among leaders, a visionary, and a person with whom people want to do business with. Let me thank you, Fred, for joining us today. You're welcome. I appreciate the opportunity of being on the podcast. Well, great. And I think we've got a, an exciting topic today in pitching multi-market business. It's the way our, our business is evolving. And if you're living in your local market, just doing local business, you're probably missing a ton of opportunity. So let me jump into it right away, Fred, and, and just ask you at a, at a high level, Give us your background and describe your experience within NAI Global. I'd be, I'd be delighted to. Um, I've been a broker since 1985, about the same time that NAI Mertz was fortunate enough to join NAI. I, uh, I really specialize in industrial and office real estate, both on the tenant and landlord side. I was fortunate early on to help found the NAI Industrial Council, and currently I am the chairman of the NAI Corporate Services Council. Along the way, I started doing a lot of multi-market bid business. I've obviously morphed into more of a corporate service guru and the head of our brokerage operation here at NAI Mertz. Also, I was fortunate to become a uh, black belt in Sig Sigma, specializing in corporate real estate, and one of the few people to get that de designation. Also, teach courses around the country on that. I was lucky enough to train under one of the visionaries and founders of uh, Sig Sigma at Motorola when he founded it. Uh, there were only four or four people who created Sig Sigma, more of a business uh, um, operation and and excellence program. I convinced him there's a big need for it within real estate. And um, after a lot of drinks and a lot of uh, thoughts, he totally agreed with me and uh, helped create a program that's been very successful, reducing amount of touch points and making real estate processes occur a lot quicker. So specifically, how, how, has, how has NAI really helped your business? Where, where have you maybe taken it that you didn't even expect it to go from your your beginnings in the, the mid-'80s. That's an excellent uh, question. Originally, I was just a local street broker knocking on doors within a couple zip codes of my office. Back then, you had to know where every payphone was. There obviously weren't cell phones, or really no one thought of anything to be a national business, but NAI Global has definitely helped me open up doors on a regional uh, basis and and uh, global. It's allowed me to know other qualified brokers in different markets. Uh, 
So when I'm lucky enough to get an assignment or I talk to someone and they say, well, we have an office in, uh, let's say, Los Angeles. I said, well, I know Rick, Rick Gold and Mike Arnold really well. I'll get you the right person who views real estate as uh, well as I do. So it really helped me break down barriers, give me the encouragement to step outside of my comfort zone of my local area and local state to really do a lot of uh, national and international business. So we, we're talking we're talking NAI Global here. Let, let's kind of shift it over to to the MERSA organization and and maybe your involvement or or their involvement on a on a local level. How does how does being part of the MERSA organization complement what you're doing with NAI Global? Uh, basically, it gives me a lot of credit, credibility with uh, both local owners and national owners who have a local office. They know we have the breadth and expertise to help them locally bring all the tools and, qu and quivers and arrows that national, quote-unquote, national firms have to our local office. But we give them really local expertise with the entrepreneurial flair that they miss out when they when a lot of our national uh, competition or more core corporate and structure we have the the flag flexibility has also taught me to communicate and to really listen to what the client wants and help them service them on a local level when they see how easy that process is or how quickly we're able to reduce the timeline of the life cycle of a real estate event they always ask me when I ask the question how 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 can I help you where can I help you next and we can create a similar process, whether it be in Dallas, LA, Albuquerque, or any secondary or tertiary market. So it's really given me the confidence, helping with my elevator speech, but also helped me break, break down barriers and doors where I'm not thought of just as a local broker or guru when it comes to real estate. Well, it, from what I'm hearing, it sounds like it's the it's a combination of the best of both worlds. You're You're able to Build those local relationships, develop it through through the the Mertz organization, but then at the same time, also leverage your 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 capabilities or your clients' needs throughout the the global network without right. without coming off any without even coming off very threatening because sometimes when people hear global or or multi market multinational. It sometimes can be a little overwhelming or intimidating to to potential clients. Uh, you are 100% correct. What I tell all my brokers here, and what I remind myself on a daily basis, that real estate today is about communication, response time, and it's about relationships. Anyone could go look up on CoStar or LoopNet and get the statistics or what's what's available within different markets, but it's how you handle your client that's incredibly important. And since 1985, I've known most of the best brokers in the United States and globally through the NAI process and through SIOR. So when I know I hand off an assignment, it's going to go to the right person in that office. And because I've done so much business and when I make a call to one of our other NAI offices, no matter how large or small the assignment is, I know I'm going to get the number one person because if it's a small assignment, they know another large one's coming coming down the track. But they also know that when I get their 
relationships into my market, I will handle it the same way because it really is about relationships and how to facilitate a deal. Anyone can come within 10 or 20% on the numbers, but it's how you make the transaction as painless as possible for a national client that you really win and, and endear their hearts and you um, make them a hero to their C-suite and their board via communicating well and giving them the right information and meeting their goals. And that's that's important, and that's I'm glad you you brought that up. Two points: one, that you're you're able to satisfy your clients, and and you do so kind of as second point. You mentioned through your affiliation with SIOR and being part of NAI. Can you talk a little bit more about how the involvement in those two organizations have have, have really propelled your business or maybe a little bit about your involvement in either of those those organizations? Well, they, they really go hand-in-hand because hand, um, SIOR, when we first joined and Barry Mertz, the, the founder of NAI, Mertz joined, it was really was only SIR, Society of Industrial Realtors. Since then, it's grown to Society of Industrial and Office Realtors, and NAI has grown on a parallel course. So it adds ethics, it adds pro- professional ability, and it adds education. So I know that when I hand it off to an SIOR or when we go to those conventions, when you go to an SIOR convention, you're going to notice all the fellow NAI members are there. And again, it's a relationship business not only with the clients, but also with your fellow brokers that you know that when they ask you about an opportunity, you're going to give them an honest answer or how we um, share information on deals or share information on process management or how we have overcome obstacles within our market or with clients. It's a true interplay of really good ideas on a cognitive basis, and it really uh, works well. So we look upon us both as an NIA Global and as an SIOR firm. We have 10 SIORs here within our office. Wow, that's amazing, and and I think clients appreciate that too because they're sometimes a little apprehensive in that. Well, if you're going to send me to to to, to do business with the NAI office in in Dallas or or in other markets, how do we know we're going to get the same same level of business that that you're giving us? And I, I think from your testament and and what you're saying is that NAI complemented by SIOR or vice versa really help to add assurance and, and confidence that you know that your client's going to get that, that same level of, of service that they expect. You are 100% correct. And when I do give an assignment out to another NAR office, whether it's an SIOR or whether it's a designee for an SIOR or just a, a, a regular broker, I pre-interview them, tell them the processes that we use and make sure that they know you have to abide by these strict guidelines that I've created for a lot of my national clients because the process works. So I don't mind educating my fellow brokers. And I get a compliment when another SIO broker or NAI broker calls me and says, hey, I'm, I'm going after this national account. Can you help me get it or give me pointers? I'm more than happy to do, do that. So it really is the brethren of NAI brokers that has helped me both with my confidence level and also the ability to attract other uh, clients. Great. Yeah, that's that's it's important. So, let, let's let's kind of get let's get a little deeper with pitching multi-market business. And you obviously having a a specialty in the corporate service 
sector. Maybe tell us a little bit more of either a, a case study or, or some of your experience of how or what's, what you've done to win some of that multi-market business. Okay, great. Um, when people traditionally talk about corporate services, different definitions from different offices, some of our competition goes very deep within corporate services include move management, facility management, construction management, et cetera, et cetera. What I try and do is focus on multi-market real estate, looking at the life cycle of a real estate event from inception of idea to move in while they're there, site selection, creating a deal, and through the whole life cycle of a lease or a sale, and then the, the disposition. I really do not get into construction management and facility management because I'm an expert in site selection and multi-market business. And the internet has really made our job a lot easier. We've become a, a global society. Just go on the internet and, and, and you can Google different information about all these different markets. But I'll give you uh, two examples come, come to mind. One of my national clients call, called me and they said, we have to open up 12, um, 2,000 to 3,000 square foot office flex locations for a new business venture. We have to open them up within 90 days. And you're the wow. only guy we know who could do it because you had the process, you helped us in other locations. And because of the relationship with the different NAI offices, I reached out to those offices, gave them the processes of how we are going to do the site selection, do the lease negotiation, do the LOIs, and get the move management in order to meet the 90-day dead deadline. But because of the relationships that I have with NAI, I got senior members in each office to work on it. If this were a competition, they were given to a very junior member or a rookie at most, but I had senior people do it. You're not making a lot of money, but what you're doing is you are creating relationships and, uh, and increasing the ability to continue to work with this client. We were able to meet all the timelines except for one where we got tied up within, within per, per permitting. And the next time this client had two other new business ventures, guess who they came to? They came to me in order to uh, make their timelines because the head of operations had to report to his senior boss and then to the C-suite, and these new business ventures are incredibly important. So that's one, 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 one example of uh, the NAI system. Another has to do with the, with the tools and the demographic and the depth of information that we gather plus one of our other SIOR and NAI offices helped me where a major company came to me and they said, we have to do a 12-city study as to where to move our back office operation. And we want to look at real estate, quality of life, education, all the nine yards. And I reached out to one of our other offices who I knew someone does this a lot and has the expertise and the analysis to help me dig down deeper than I've ever dug before. So we did a 12-city in-depth analysis of all these quality of life factors, all these real estate factors, where universities were, where drive times were, what the average income was of all the different people that they had to hire. It took a lot of time and effort, but it was presented in a very constructive and cohesive manner. When we decided to pick the one city, and they moved into that city. They focused on the city. We created a really great deal. It was one of the largest deals at the time within that city. 
I was very pleased. Everyone in senior management of the company I was working with was pleased, even though they had another national provider, real estate provider, they went outside that system because of my reputation and came to me in order to get it done, which I thought was a big compliment. And mm-hmm. then after the move-in, three weeks after the move-in, their largest competitor did a white paper of where people should move to to back office operations. And believe it or not, they picked the city that 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 we picked. <laughs> so it validated everything. I had a huge sigh of relief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're almost you're almost saying saying you want to say I, I told you so. Almost well, when their when their number one competitor moved there after they did, and they said do a white paper and said you picked the, the right city. The head of the company called me and said, "My God, you not only were we happy, but you got us right." And this validated everything. And you really only have one chance to get it right. I mean, there's there's a company has a lot, a lot on the line when they're they're counting on you to make these these decisions on their behalf. So you, you can't take it you can't take it lightly. And 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 obviously you're a big part of the team when when you're working with them. So I think oh, it's you important. are you are 100% correct. You know, be one chance to make a first impression, only one one chance to mess up a relationship. But you have many chances in order to enhance it. In this situation, we were incredibly lucky, but also a lot of hard work went into it because it was more than just real estate component. It was quality of life. It was logistics. It was wages. It, there were a lot of things that went into it, and I was pleased that we hit the nail on, on the head with that. And and just like doing doing any of the the – the specialties within our industry, it's, it's all relationship based. So if you're, you're looking to develop, if you're listening to this and you are part of NAI or you're not, you, but you're looking to develop the corporate service division of your organization, is, is it, is, is it any different than doing other, other types of consulting work or brokerage work? What are you, what are your thoughts there? Well, it's very interesting. I don't know whether I'll answer your question specifically, but it is all about relationships. I would, Right now, my three largest clients in terms of requirements, square footage-wise, and also number of assignments, the closest one is located maybe a 1,000 miles away from my office here in southern Jersey. They're headquartered else, elsewhere. Two of them came about because I was a landlord rep and they were a tenant rep when they came to my buildings and I handled them so well. They said, we don't need the broker we're working with. You're handling it so well. How can can you help us on this next assignment? And it kept growing, growing, and growing. So there's opportunities all around. You just have to look for them. Every time as a real estate broker you do a deal, there's an opportunity. Every time you're doing site selection, as I tell my brokers here, you get someone in your car, you do a two- to three-hour tour. At the end of that tour, you better be their best friend, know everything about their family, know everything about their company. They know everything about you, so you solidify the relationship so they have a comfort level with you that you will perform, you will care about them, and you will communicate correctly. Well, and that's, it's, it, you make a, a great point there. You're, you're surrounded by opportunity. It's just a matter of opening your eyes and being aware that the opportunity is there. So I think that's important for, for anybody listening to us today is that just asking the questions and being able to, to speak of, of 
your profession and professionalism, your professionalism will come out in the long run, and they'll they'll know that you're not only qualified because there there could be some some newer up or coming people within the industry that maybe aren't the most qualified, but they've got the personal credibility and professional credibility to help grow that into a longer relationship and can bring in folks like yourself to help learn and, and kind of cultivate what they need to, to help service these clients long-term. And you're 100% correct, and whether it's a 1,000 or 2,000 or 5,000 square foot requirement, we'll take them out, give them the same amount of energy and expertise as we would for 100 or a 200,000 square footer. So, so let me ask you this, because if I'm listening and I'm a, a firm that's, that, that's not part of NAI, but struggling on some of the growth strategies that I'm considering, why would I want to join NAI Global? Why wouldn't you want to join NAI Global? Um, <laughs> it really is, it's the brethren, the opportunity to learn, the opportunity to have experts with an awe, with other markets is very happy to share knowledge. It's the entrepreneurial spirit. It's the credibility. It's the ethical standards that, again, that I know when I have a client and I hand them off that it's going to be handled in, incredibly well. And I know that my reputation is only as good as my brokers within within the field and the ability to perform and the ability to communicate. You have to listen to what the client wants, but you have to ask the right questions. And you have to ask it of the other NAI global members who you do business with as well. I say to say I've, I've learned a lot from my NAI brethren out of how to handle clients. Um, as we're talking right now, I just got an email from Asia from one of our clients. So that's going to be my next communication with them. And awesome. um, the next uh, opportunity there, and they're coming to us because we communicate well. Well, and, and from what I'm hearing and what you're saying is you, you're, you're kind of running the business how you want to. You're not, you're, you're not having to, to, to run it a specific way. You get to remain kind of independent for for how you operate and and want to grow within obviously your local organization and and global organization so it really correct. is and, the, and you are 100 percent correct we're set up here i can do multi-market multi-disciplines whether it be retail investment office or 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 industrial or multifamily. so i we love the independence we love the entrepreneur we love the ability to grow but part of what we have to learn as a broker, sometimes you, you, the tendency is to talk too much and let your ego get in the way. You cannot do that if you want to do corporate real estate. You have to really listen and um, work within the client's uh, re, uh, requirements and, and, and time frames, but really listen to what they have to say and work around that. This is good stuff. I mean, Fred, you, you've, you've touched on a lot of points here today. I, I, I think I think we're going to shift into some some very important questions, and I actually like to to, to add some fun questions to the the podcast. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. Just be careful you, of the answers you might get. You might have to add to the math. <laughs> I, I think I think we'll be I think we'll be fine. We'll 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 we'll, we'll see how you how you handle it. You've done done well so far. So, you've you've just won ten million dollars tax free. 
what product type in commercial real estate do you purchase today? My first gut would be an island in the Caribbean, but I'm afraid of hurricanes. So I would say <laughs> probably in this market, it would be a good piece of dirt or a warehouse that I think is undervalued or an REO property where I could add value to. They're very hard to, to find in most of the major markets now. Um, New Jersey's going crazy. I literally just came back from a search within Miami-Dade and Broward County where the market's incredibly hot, same as one deal that we're doing out in L.A. So different different markets are hot, but I would really try to find something that I could add value and create something because, to me, that's the most fun within real estate. I almost have a follow-up question, what you would call the island in the Caribbean. Probably underwater, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, second question. Favorite board game? That's easy. It, it would, I'm in real estate, so it would have to be Risk for those who ah, remember Risk. okay. Interesting. I, I, for a second, I thought you were going with Monopoly, but, but Risk is a good one. Risk is no, a good Monopoly, one. Monopoly only has a finite number of properties. Risk is world domination. <laughs> well, Fred, I, I, think, I think you've You've, you've, you've nailed it, you've, you've answered, and you've given a lot of good content and information. I want to thank you for, for being our guest speaker today. Do you, do you for, for the audience, please give out your contact information if you'd like. Sure. I'd like anyone to reach out to me with any questions or I could help them with uh, multi-market real estate. Always there to mentor. I mentor a lot of people here within the office and other NAI offices, but my cell phone's always available, 609-410-9223, or email me at fred.meyer, that's M-E-Y-E-R, at N-A-I-M-E-R-T-Z.com. Simon, I thank you so much for the opportunity um, to spread the knowledge. Yeah, thank you, Fred. And and just as a follow-up, if Anybody needs to contact us here at NAI Global, please email us at help at naiglobal.com or call us at 609-945-4047. Thank you for listening.